Welcome everyone to the Rest of Us Podcast, the show that highlights those people that are doing great things in our community. My name is Rob Adams, and I'll be your host with Chris Bowen today. Hello. Today, we have Nudia Rivera, who is, number one, a superstar crime fighter and (laughs) a business owner. She started a charity, and what else do you do? She's done everything, I think. Oh, gosh, I don't know. There's a lot of things that I am, but... Well, we're glad to have Nudia on the show and hope that um, she inspires you to do great things in your own community. So without any further ado, welcome the rest of us. Welcome to the Rest of Us Podcast. All right, Nudia, thank you for being here today. We sure are grateful for your time. You are a world traveler, so we're grateful we get a few minutes with you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm excited for this. Um, so I was just talking to Nudia about um, all of the things that she's into right now, Chris. And I have to say, wow, how do you do it all? <laughs> With a great team of people behind me. It's like an army, you know, um, and time blocking for sure. And, so really and saying great. no to a lot of things that don't align with my goals. Wow. Well, thanks for making this a yes. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, awesome. actually, that's actually a big lesson right there, yeah. saying no more than you say yes, right? Right. Yeah. And that's the end of our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> 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 We're out. <laughs> Boom. Oh, awesome. Well, among other things, um, as I mentioned in our intro, was you own a, a successful business and you have a, um, a, a hub office and some satellite offices. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Um, I own a title company and we have... Um, technically three locations one of them is a satellite office and then two other you know people are there all day love it yeah and you've been in that industry in the real estate industry for how long man i started in 2006 so 12 years wow, 13 years will be this year wow, wow. Time so 13 fast. years in this beautiful amazing crazy industry uh, I remember when I first got into the business, you were uh, my escrow officer, and you were amazing. Do you remember that? Thank yeah. you. I you, loved working with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you helped me through some of my craziest closings that I had in my in my business. Rob I would still ones. say that my, probably my top craziest, like or like most impactful was that one. That one. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Maybe we should have an episode just on that. Yeah, it was crazy. There was crying and laughing, and both of us left. We were just exhausted. It was, it was a long deal. <laughs> Roller coaster. Um, on top of the business, um, you are also a successful speaker. You travel and speak to a lot of people. Who do you primarily speak to? Uh, mainly entrepreneurs, you know, um, people in real estate. And uh, that's where my network has been, you know, that's who the people I know are. So I, it's been a passion of mine. It's become something that I really enjoy and I really love to teach people. So, yeah, public speaking, you know, it's always on my goals on how do I get uh, better, how I, I'll go back and listen to myself and get very comfortable with my voice now to where I want to learn and master that no, and I continue that. To, to learn it. Yeah. Well, let me just say, sports fans, if you haven't had a chance to be in one of Nudia's trainings, look for the opportunity and go to that training because you're an amazing speaker. Thank you. Likewise, you are too. Sports, yeah. sports fans. Yeah, I'm trying to be like talk radio today. <laughs> <laughs> Nudia, what do you usually talk on with these entrepreneurs? What type of topics do you cover? Uh, you know, just everything that comes along with entrepreneurship. When Before I started my business, I, I you know, I didn't get a, a college degree on business. I got a two-year two associate's degree. I, um, it, it wasn't something that I knew of. So I really immersed myself into learning what it would take to build and own and start a business through books, mastermind groups, interviewing a bunch of different business owners. And I saw that there's a lot of people out there, especially the youth that maybe have great ideas that have that entrepreneurship spirit, 
that don't have the opportunity maybe to learn it through college. And so I said, I don't know everything, but I have invested a lot of time in myself and money and into my growth. And I can start teaching people some of the lessons I've learned personally and some of the wisdom that I have. And so it's really all about entrepreneurship. So recruiting, hiring, um, goal setting, business planning, hmm. marketing and branding, really all, all that comes with owning a business. What, what inspired you to be like this? Like what, when did you realize you were the entrepreneur? Was you it know, in high school? Was it in your two years in college? <laughs> so it was funny because I, so my first actual public speaking uh, experience was when I was in kindergarten because I learned how to read and write before first grade. My mom taught me. <laughs> and so I was always a year ahead in school. And my very first public speaking gig was like in first grade, learning how to read a poem. And my mom, you know, taught me how to be um, just like expressive through it. Um, so public speaking that was, and then when that, the actual entrepreneurship spirit, I would say pretty young, you know, um, I always wanted to find a way to earn money, hmm. come from an immigrant family. Uh, we migrated here in 1995. I was 11. I'll be 35 this month if, for the easy math. Happy uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but I, uh, it was a, pr- a pr- pretty young age. I just remember how can I do some sort of service or exchange for money? Um, but I would say as far as the real estate side and real business, it was probably um, seven years ago. So your parents really instilled you to push forward. And did you grow up kind of poor? Is that why you have the desire for for money? Or like what, what do you think really pushed you to want to be successful at financially at a high level? Yeah, you know, I, I feel like I grew up pretty rich in many things, hmm. but economically it wasn't um, – it wasn't something that was there. You That's know? a great answer. I love that. Yeah. Thank well you. Yeah. Um, and in coming, yeah, being an immigrant family, I mean, my parents made so much sacrifice to come from a completely different country and have the faith and the belief. And, and my father has always, always wanted us to just have a better life. And so they sacrificed that to come here and give us the opportunity that we do not have in a lot of other countries. And I always knew that. And I never took it for granted and I never took That's advantage awesome. of it. And so, yes, my dad was always like, you can do anything you want. Be the best at whatever you do. You know, he was a great teacher. But yes, having limited funds and me not being able to buy the school clothes that I wanted like my friends or, you know, go to the movies and, and do extracurricular activities really sparked that. Like, I'm not going to live my life like this yeah. moment. Yeah. And that's where my ambition started. Your parents are awesome. They've been so supportive over they you and our business. Amazing. And they're, yeah. they're wonderful. They are I awesome. love you guys. They like, yeah, they're very supportive. How's your dad doing, by the way? He's good. That good. was crazy. Yeah, he's feeling good. much better. Good. Excellent. Well, I got to tell you, um, as you're up there speaking, the the one thing I admire about your speaking and sharing is the place that you're coming from is a place of knowing. Um, You're a genuine speaker um, and you're authentic. You're not saying, um, do as I've read. You're saying, do as I've done. Here's the lessons that I've learned and apply apply these lessons. And so I find that, um, I I love that about um, the message that you're delivering. Yeah. One of the things that I appreciate about that is your, um, when you're, when you're speaking, you speak a lot about life purpose and connecting with people. Um, well, how did you, how would you define, um, finding your life purpose or are you, how'd you find yours? That's a great question. I, uh, when I was, you know, an escrow officer back in the day, I, um, I was the top producer for my company for a long time and I would set goals and high numbers. And then I would 
work really hard, do the grind, come into the office 7, 7.30, leave around the earliest 9, sometimes 11, come in on Saturdays, sometimes Sundays, and I was grinding, 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 grinding. Would set a goal, would reach it, would go buy myself a BMW, and it would be so fun for five minutes. <laughs> wow, so true. And then I'm like, I found myself feeling very unfulfilled and making really great money, especially, you know, being 26 and making over 100 grand. I was making more money than my friends. And, <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't, but I'm unhappy. I'm not fulfilled. Like, there's got to be something more to this. So actually, uh, I attended uh, a Tony Robbins event, Unleash the Power Within, and I came out of that, and that's when I actually launched Dreamers Foundation before I launched my business. And so I found real purpose in really contributing to people, and that's always been a part of who I am, a big person of contribution in whatever level I could do it. And I always tell people, it doesn't matter if you don't have the monetary um, access to give back, you have time. Right. Like there is always someone that has it worse than you, so you can contribute. And so I realized at that moment that something that made me really happy was giving back to others. And I realized at that moment that what made me happy had nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel that once you start finding purpose, and I tell people this, I know that sometimes people are later in life or whatever, and they're like, I still don't know what my life purpose is. And I tell people, don't beat yourself up over not knowing what your life purpose is because you'll you'll be in the wrong state to discover it. Mm -hmm. So first, don't make it wrong, but start doing the work. Start journaling. Go somewhere where you feel inspired, where you, whether it's the mountains or the ocean or to Mother Earth or to the spa, wherever it is where you can literally have time for you to journal, to ask those questions, to face maybe some of the traumas and the heaviness that we carry through life because what I have found is that impact and some of the, you know, maybe tragedies or some of the traumas, eh, they happen for a reason. And as awful as they are, it creates a fire within you that if you heal, if you heal it, then you rise above it and you can help others rise up. But if you don't heal it, you're at the exact same level as everyone else. Until you've learned that lesson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe that. Um, I love that. I, um, some of the things that I, I think about in my life, and um, you mentioned, I, I don't mean to go on and on, but uh, you said that you went to the Tony Robbins event and that that was when you launched Dreamers. Tony Robbins is the event that inspired me to, to do Thanksgiving's Heroes. That's amazing. Yeah, there was like that moment where you're like, wait a second, what, is this just about... Um, making money or is it about contributing and once you realize that um, coming to that place of contribution that's when fulfillment starts to show up it's not something that you can attract into your life um, and I, I feel a lot of people that I've met in the industry in my life are chasing happiness and peace um, all the while you know they get that new BMW or that new house and then it gets a flat tire or 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 it loses its appeal, it loses yeah. its appeal. all that is fun yeah. but it's not like the real happiness it's not fulfilling. I think as a society, we were pressured to be to chase the dollar, right? We're always chasing the money. But as Nudia and you alluded to, Rob, is it's there's a lot more to that. It's a fulfillment. I, it took me later in life to realize that too. I was buying the new cars and feeling that would that would make me feel more fulfilled, and then after a few months, you're like, it's just a transportation vehicle. Yeah. So having charities and fulfillment, giving back, has been absolutely mind changing for me. 
Well, let's uh, let's shift gears just a little bit. Um, so the Dreamers Foundation, tell us a little bit about um, where that came from. Yeah, so, you know, it was at a moment in my life where I was looking for something more and I just said, what can I create where I can actually really start giving back to the community? And I was thinking, okay, well, what impacts have I had in my life to where it inspires me to help that certain type of group? And I do have, you know, my own, you know, pains that I healed and my own impacts. But I... Um, I couldn't choose a group of people to help because I really have this huge heart to for humanity. And I am like, you know what, then I'm just going to make my nonprofit organization help everybody. And so the way we're set up is we are a 501c3, uh, we're official, and we can give back to already established nonprofit foundations. So every year, we've done it for five years now, and every year I choose a different organization to donate the money that we do the fundraiser for. And so if I remember right, there was the, was it the Boys and Girls Club? Or no? um, it was a Big Brothers Big Sisters Big Brothers the and Big first Sisters. year. Yeah. Yes. How many years have you been doing this? Five. Five years, wow. Can you yeah. list the five charities you did yeah. for those years? Yeah, so Big Brothers Big Sisters, the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition, um, the Volunteers of America for the Youth Homeless Shelter, um, and then we gave back to Western Resources to help clean our air. And last year, which was our biggest year and probably my favorite event we've ever had, that you guys came in, uh, you know, really supported and sponsored. So thank you for that so much. But it was to quit tripping to help um, prevent teen suicide, anxiety, and depression. Which is a major problem, not only just in Utah, but around the world. But Utah has a significantly higher rate than a lot of other places, right? Yes, unfortunately. So on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to get back and talk to Nudia about how it is we um, choose the causes that we go for. Maybe focus on what um, any obstacles that you've had in um, building this organization, and then what you'd like to see happening this year. So stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in to the Rest of Us podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Bowen Adams Real Estate Team. Give us a quick phone call if you have any questions about the value of your home or what it would take to get your home on the market and get it sold in a hurry for the most amount of money at the least amount of stress. Please give us a call. Thank you so much. All right, welcome back to the Rest of Us podcast. Again, we've got Nudia here. We were just talking about her amazing charity, the Dreamers Foundation, and she was telling us that the largest event that she'd had was this last year. Why do you think it was the biggest event so far? You know, I think we changed some things up to make it um, more more focused on what we were actually there for, one. And we had a private dinner, dinner uh, prior to the rest of the, you know, the people coming in um, where it was very intimate. We had David, who, you know, who does the Quit Trip and organization actually speak. And I think the bit, the most impactful moment was when the three now adults who were teens who went through his programs, his, you know, program shared their story and we were all in tears and it just created a very amazing, beautiful energy and understanding of how this is really happening. It is not mental illness is not something that is, you know, to pretend about. This is really happening, and it happens in our backyard all the time. And so seeing the how he was able to save these kids' lives made the whole world of difference. So I think really just focusing on what we were actually there for and making it maybe a little more of a, 
classy setting. Um, the previous years, it's been really fun, you know, and we've had DJs and it's been a great big party, but I really wanted to take it to a different level this year. And I think we accomplished that. Oh, I think you did too. It was an amazing event. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that was fantastic. What I, did you guys end up raising for the charity this um, last year? It was a little over $31,000, wow. $32,000. It was it's amazing. the most, yeah, we've ever Something done. like that. You just save one life. It's worth it, right? Oh, for sure. That's amazing. Good job. Thank you. So in starting the Dreamers Foundation, uh, what was the 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 cause of it? What was the, the drive of it? Uh, because I know people who have started charities, and it's a lot more work than you would imagine. Um, saying that you started a charity, but also that you are in your fifth year, what, what is it that keeps you going? You know, I've had my moments uh, because of life and, you know, changes and craziness. I've had my moments where I thought, maybe this year I'll skip this. And I, for some reason, come back to remembering the feeling that I get the whole night that I'm there and even leading up to it and seeing the magic that comes from everyone in our community really coming together for something much bigger than us is overwhelming and the support and the love and just that experience and having that human experience of that moment and I just say I can't not not have that and so I think it's been that feeling um and I'm glad every year and every year that I have it, I am just so it's one of my favorite nights of the year. I am probably the happiest person in that room, you know, because it really does create something. And I have to say something about your, you know, the your guys' charity, Thanksgiving Heroes, because, man, I uh, I remember talking to you about it when you just had the idea about it, Rob, you know, and you remember that far back? Yeah, <laughs> of course. And then you guys, you know, uh, partnering up and doing it and just taking it to levels that are extraordinary. And I'm so proud and so grateful that I get to call you guys my friends and seeing what you guys have done and watching you guys in those moments and understanding the feeling that I'm talking about where it just moves you completely in an unexplainable way. And I'm just like, I get it. You know, I, I totally understand that feeling. So, um, I get, just, just to jump in really quick, I was going to quit Thanksgiving's Heroes after the first year. And I remember sitting across the table from Nudia, and I told you that. Remember, we were at, we dinner. Were at dinner. Yeah. And I said, hey, yeah, that's, I rung that bell. I'm done. That was a lot more than I thought it that's would a lot be. Of work. And she told me, you're making a mistake. Remember that? You're like... You can do what you want, and I, I'm going to love you and support you, but you're making a mistake because this is a big deal. And um, and I did it. I did it the next year I, um, because of those words. I thought, that's true. I am. This is the one thing that I do bigger than myself. And you kind of said something um, on that night that you're the happiest person in the room. I've often felt that on the day of the big day is what we call Thanksgiving's Heroes Big Day. Um, I always feel like I am the most blessed person on the planet that day. Well, that's the funny thing. You think that all the people that you guys are helping is the one that's benefiting the most. But like you guys said, it's it's the community coming together and making such a change and an impact and seeing the love within the people around us. Strangers Just helping strangers. strangers. Yeah. It blows my mind. Like. I've never felt more fulfilled in my life doing these things. It's Connected. That human awesome. spirit that yeah. is just like incredible, you know, and 
Well, we live in a society that's so connected yet disconnected, and we look at our phones. Yeah. We don't make eye contact. But in that the store. one day, it's just all about we're all there together, complete yeah. strangers that act like best friends for a day. It's amazing. It is amazing. I love that. I always tell people that um, the charity is um, it's a selfish event because I'm the one that's the blessed the most. I fully agree, and uh, completely <laughs> because of that that yeah. feeling, like you feel overwhelmed. Gratitude, being in that state, is everything. Let's shift gears a little bit. Um, Nudie, I'd like to talk to you about culture because you've, you've instilled a great culture within your companies. Um, how has the, the charity, the, the giving back really impacted your businesses? You know, I, um, I created Dreamers Foundation on its own and I've really very much respected it almost as a completely different thing. Um, and so I never have combined like my business into sure. the, the, you know, the nonprofit. Um, but I think it all ties in together and just who, who you are as a person, you know, people see what you're doing, people connect to that and people's values are aligned with your, if people's values are aligned with yours, they just, they want to support you in different ways. And so, um, yeah, I would say the, it's, it's, it has made an impact. I've created great relationships from this and, and, just in the community, you know, to where they keep me in mind for my other business. It's, yeah. Of course, it brings. Well, I think, uh, like you mentioned, you touched on, but a lot of people, I think it helps people define who you are, right? They know exactly what you represent, what you stand for, and they want to do business with you, right? That's something we've seen in our business. It's as a side effect. It's nothing that we did. We didn't do the charity because of that. Um, but naturally, people are attracted to working with people that contribute at a high level. And I mean, that's it's been a big part of our culture on the Bowen Adams team. As we uh, talk to new real estate agents and bring them on, we let them know that the big day is a big part of our business and we expect them to invite their families and everybody they know because um, if I want to surround myself with other people that are contributing at a high level, it, they have to know this is part of our, our game. And so um, the agents that are coming on know that that's, it's not mandatory, but you better be there. <laughs> no, 100%. And then pretty much answering your question about the, the culture part, I mean, it is a one of our values as a company is contribution. And so, yes, everyone that is at my company very much values contribution. And so I have Dreamers Foundation on the side, but as a company, we also do a lot of give back to the community. And it's always an upfront thing for us too. But, you know, and even in interviews and things like that, if I know that that's important to the people, we, we, you know, we share the same similar value and that's important for me for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Um, one of the things uh, that I appreciate about about uh, the Dreamers Foundation and watching your journey, and I would have known you for a minute, um, is there was a period of time uh, that you decided that you were going to dress like a homeless person. And, uh, I love you were, that video. Yeah, and that you were going to go down and um, you had a couple of goals, maybe to talk to people. or Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so the year that we donated to Volunteers of America, which was the Youth Homeless center the, the new one downtown um we i just get inspiring ideas out of nowhere sometimes and it, that was one of those moments and i just thought i wonder what it would be like to be homeless and maybe i should just try it out for a day and so i called my video crew and i said i have an idea we're doing this social experiment i'm gonna dress down and pretend like i'm homeless for a day and we did it you know we went out we did it i went to a couple different locations and i put on like these darker contacts in really greased up my hair dressed down we go out 
and with different signs I start begging for money. Just downtown Salt Lake? Downtown Salt Lake City. And I wanted to make it a, my message was to the community of, even though maybe you don't want to give money to people, you can still acknowledge that they're a human being because there's all this judgment that comes with it, you know, and I'm not taking myself out of that. I've done it. And I still even going through that experience, sometimes I have to remind myself, like, remember, you know, and like just a smile or a hate or acknowledging you're a human being is super important. So that was my message. And then, wow, did it blow me away. And what I learned through that experience what was What are some of the things you learned? I'd love to hear that. Uh, so there were a lot of people that really avoided me. You know, they saw me and they would go, they would make it a point to go further away from me to avoid no me. No eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go around you. No eye contact. They definitely ignore me, pretending that I was not existent. I, there were some people that really actually cared, you know, and they were concerned for me and that they wanted to give me food or bring me back food or give me drinks or give me money. And uh, the children, that was like a big lesson for me that day, that children do not judge. You are not born with judgment. So what, what, what do you mean by that? Do the like, kids... Every single child would make eye contact with me and they would acknowledge me. And all the adults had a completely different wow, you know, take, take on it. And in fact, there was a, and probably a preteen girl that was walking with her father. And she looked at me and she made eye contact with me. And she took a step back and reached into her pocket. And her dad pulled her to continue walking. And I just thought... Wow, what a great example of how society conditions us. We are so programmed. Yeah. And children are not. And it was it was really cool. Wow. Really cool experience. Were you expecting that or was that a total shock? No, it was a, it was a shock. You know, I mean, I don't have children yet and so um I mean, I, I love kids and I have, I have my niece, you know, and my nephew, but um it, it was a, a cool experience and overall um people that didn't have much would be willing to come and give me something you know there was a guy that we ended up finding out he was homeless what? himself he was living out of his truck and he had come up to me and giving me some change and when we were getting the the release form signed he shared that story with my brother that he himself was living out of the truck and my brother asked him why did you give her the money if you don't really have any? And his answer was, it seemed like she needed it more than I did. Mm. Wow. Powerful. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. I love that story. I remember when you did that and I thought, wow, that takes guts to do that. But um, also the, the lessons that you brought back, like you were a different person after that day. You were totally a different girl after I met you um, that day because it changed your perspective so much on our humanity and, and where we're headed. I love that story. Thank well, listen, we um, we have come to the end of our time, and Already? I just feel like we've barely started. <laughs> we we'll invite you back another time? Of course. Of you're course. you're awesome. This has been I really good. I love you guys. Um, the thing that I want to put out there is the Rest of Us podcast is based on the idea of looking for people doing good things in the community um, and showcasing them. When I first started my charity, and I, 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 you might relate to this, it was very difficult to get the word out about what I was trying to accomplish and where I was going with that. We're trying to create a platform where we can announce those things and get involved and be a part of that. How can I be involved in the Dreamers Foundation? Oh my gosh, I feel like you already are, you know? Like, but if I was just a listener and hearing this for the first time, yeah, what, yeah. what can I do? So 
Uh, you know, we do have a website. It's called dreamersfound.org. So again, dreamersfound.org. And we'll so, include that. So you can, you can check us out. We also have a Facebook page, and we're always looking for donating donated products. We're looking for donated services. We have a silent auction, you know, for items. So um, that's always been extremely helpful and something that we always, you know, are in need of. And then volunteer work for the day of the event, you know, at times is is uh, also in need. So. Um, anything like that would be very helpful for our event. And we typically, hold, hold, we typically hold it in the fall. And so we start working on the project for the year around June. Okay. Well, I'd like to invite you back around June so we can kind of talk a little bit more about what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And where you're Thank going you. with that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Um, with the Rest of Us podcast, if you know anyone like Nudia who is making a difference in the community, helping us as, uh, as a world be better, um, let us know who they are. We'd love to have them on the podcast because that's our goal here. Our goal is to make this world a better place, and we're doing it through one interview at a time. And um, I'm grateful that I have friends like Nudia that can um, show, show us or be an example on what I'm talking Great about. Great example. Yeah, Thanks, thank Nadia. you so much. Thank Appreciate you guys. All you so grateful for you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Rest of Us, the show that highlights those that are doing great things in their community. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Give us a nice review and subscribe right here below. Click on the link. We'd love to know your thoughts as well. We also want to thank our sponsor, the Bowen Adams Real Estate Team. If you know of anyone that's looking to buy or sell a home or are a real estate looking to join the best team in the world, the world, the world you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or BowenAdams.com. We love you guys and hope you have a great week.